Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want. Blog Talk Radio. Our tonight's episode of Confession Session. Amber Rose have a comeback for Mr. Black Ass, Kodak Black Ass. Is Stevie J a rapist? And Kendrick Lamar speaks that real. When it comes down to people being outraged, he bought his baby sister a 2017 Toyota Camry. What's good, everybody? This your host, St. Giovandrina. And I'm your host, John Mosby, and you are listening to the one and only Confession Yes, yes, take it there. Take, take him to change. If that's what you feel, the need, if the spirit has possessed you in that way, go right there. Let him, let him know, okay? You got to hit that Fantasia note real quick, man. <laughs> What's going on with you, Jen? How has your weekend been? My weekend has been good. You know, same old, same old. Back to life, back to reality. All work. Um, <laughs> a little play, but you know, I'm old now, so it's just like, I don't really, after I get off work, all I'm going to do is go to sleep. Looking yeah, forward to my days off, because my days off, my days off are always during the week. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, just chilling and being ugly. How about yourself? <laughs> Well, my weekend started out pretty lame. Um, Friday, um, well, okay, so it, I didn't mention this, but last week our um, washing machine broke down. Now, we only had this washing machine for less than two months. We are still paying the, you know, like $100 we still have left to pay on it. We've only been paying it for a couple months, so it broke down. So we have a warranty, and we're like, look, bitch, like we only had this bitch for two months. Somebody needs to come here and fix it. The man came two days in a row. He wasn't able to fix it. He said there was something really messed up with the washing machine that we just bought. And we didn't even buy it from, like, a cheap store. You bought it from, like, Menards. So it's like, really? Why is it wow. messed up? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, so, um, and so he came. He tried to fix it or whatever. He wasn't unable, you know, to do anything about it. And so then from there, um, he said he'll be back on Wednesday. Okay, well, it's been, like, a week now that we haven't washed our clothes. And it's like, seriously, my son needs drawers. We need to get everything together. He needs clothes for school. And he goes through clothes. He's a kid. He's four. So he goes through clothes so rapidly. Like, he will change his own clothes in a day and throw them out. So I'm like, okay. I told my husband Friday. I was like, look, we need to go to the wash house. Thank God the wash house is less than, you know, a block away from the house. So we went to the wash house, wash and dry the clothes, spent $20 at the wash house. And um, we was able to get that handled. Now, at the damn wash house, I put the damn basket of clothes on my husband's car. And you, I'm not sure if you guys know, but he just recently purchased a new BMW. So I put it on his car and like, um, he was trying to go and put the basket in the, in his car. And I like kind of dragged it a little bit. Why did I scratch the fucking car? 
I was like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, so it's like like pain, like real real life scratches. So he wasn't mad. He was just like, how the hell did this basket scratch the car? Like, I don't understand. And right. it was just a mess. Like, so he had tried to buff it out, do different things. And like, some scratches are not going anywhere. And so he was just a little frustrated because he just got the car, you know, about a month ago. Yeah, and now I he has these scratches yeah. on the car, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not... You know, I'm just like, oh, you know, being a bitch about it. Like, oh, you know, I apologized originally, but I felt like he was, like, kind of ha- having it linger on. It's like, okay, it's a fucking material. Like, calm the fuck down. Like, you pissing me off. You buying this, you buying that, trying to get rid of these scratches. Like, stop, you know. But I do also understand that he wants to preserve the vehicle, and he has this, you know, he has this. He's going to have his car for a while. So, you know, of you don't course. want it to be shitty in the first couple months that you buy it. So, mm-hmm. um. So that was a little frustrating. So throughout the weekend, he's just been a little a little flustered about that, you know. But other than that, everything has been pretty good. And how we ended the weekend is he ended up buying four lobster tails, two from the market. The ones from the market were huge. They are some big, fat-ass lobster tails. And uh, he bought two of them from Pick and Save, which I like half the size of the ones at the market. And so he, uh, he also bought some crab legs. And we had shrimp and we got steak. So all of that is downstairs cooking right now. We got shrimp, we got steak, we got lobster, we got crab mm-hmm. legs. Just everything is just getting ready to get popping. And then you also wanted some rice with it too and some shrimp beans. So it's going to be like this like seafood extravaganza once I get off the air tonight. And I'm super excited because everything is just smelling so good, especially in crab legs. The king crab, baby. Yes, crab legs. Yes, king crab. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, cream, king crab. So, yeah, everything mm. has been pretty pretty all right, you know, but it's just frustrating. And I understand where he's coming from with the, the car issues. But other than that, everything has been good. And I'm hoping that we don't have to go back to the wash house on Wednesday. Duke can bring his ass here and fix the washing machine that we're still paying on. And they can get yeah. rectified immediately because we do have a warranty. And we haven't even paid on it for more than three months now. Makes no sense. That's been my weekend. And the thing that's such the most while a lot of people are off tomorrow, such as my husband, my ass has to go all the way out to Mequon to go to work tomorrow. So that is just oh, fucking oh. awesome. Awesome. Work Monday off Tuesday. Work Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Whoopie-doo. <laughs> but <laughs> nobody's going to be at work tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be me. It's going to be all the men. Hopefully nobody needs anything. The contractors and the uh, scientists and the biologists, they're all going to be there. Hopefully nobody needs anything from me. My all my my direct coworkers, you know, none of them are gonna be there. They're all off. So I'm like, yay, like nobody's, you know, gonna be fucking with me. I'm taking a break for an hour and a half tomorrow. Just know that. Okay? Hour and a half yes. break, baby. <laughs> yeah. Just sit um, sit, relax and be real ugly when they get stuck. Ugly as fuck. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, we're gonna go into these hot topics soon. But before we go into them, don't forget to check us out on our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and of course our podcast on Blog Talk. Don't forget to tag us in the crazy ass post that you see. Confessions the number two us, and also send your confessions to us at confessions the number two us at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us, rate comment and subscribe let us know what topics you like to hear and let us know what type of things you like to discuss jen did you want to hit them with that confession of the day yes confession question of the day how can you help a person blinded by the damage they are doing again how can you help a person blinded by the damage they are doing 
All right. Well, let's get into these hot topics. So, for those who missed Kodak Black, Kodak Black's outlandish comments against his sisters on Instagram Live a few days ago, he drew the attention of a lot of fans with colorism. And he was stating pretty much that he really don't like black girls as far as dating goes, in which he received a lot of black lash, excuse me, backlash from it. Um, Kennedy from Twitter, she wrote, the irony of Kodak Black talking about he doesn't like black girls, like any of us like your ugly ass. <laughs> and Rail from Twitter wrote, Kodak Black saying he wouldn't date black women, like we were really checking for his dirt. <laughs> his burnt dust might like you know so people pretty much overall going in on him um now of course Charlemagne the God had a lot to say about him on his donkey of the day segment of the breakfast club and now Amber Rose is saying something in response to Kodak Black stating that he doesn't really date black girls and he really does not like them um she wrote shaking my head this really makes me sad. Being a yellow bone, mixed, light-skinned woman, I know, unfortunately, that model jobs, boys, and opportunities came easier, but did not realize that until I got older. Growing up in Philly, I went to an all-black school. I was the quote-unquote white girl, the one that the boys didn't like, the girl, uh, the girl that wasn't as cool as the brown-skinned girls. Black was the thing to be. But for me, my mom was the only black parent and my dad was white as snow. And I came out as light as him. I would lay out in the sun and try to get as dark as I could. I would look at all the beautiful dark-skinned girls in my class and wish that I could wear bright colors like they did. But it never looked so good on my complexion. Now, she went on and, you know, she was talking about the discrimination she faced and, uh, you know, growing up. And just being a light-skinned woman and eventually ended her long speech saying, I can't help I was born with light skin, but I am a woman before anything else. We need to stick together as women and educate society, educate men like this with black mothers, not let men slash people dictate what type of woman, you know, what type of, or yeah, dictate what type of woman it is you know, and more style or is more beautiful. And we all, because overall, we are all smart and capable of being great, no matter where we came from or what complexion we are. If no one tells you you're beautiful, I'm here to tell you you are. Let's change the stigma. Now, how do you feel about what she wrote based off, and what do you feel like her overall, you know, what was she trying to prove in writing this message to Kodak Black, Jean? Um, I appreciated her open letter. Um, I think it just came across wrong because for some reason I, I feel like as African-Americans we have a hard time with talking about, even though we know colorism is a real thing in our community, but we have a hard time admitting light-skinned privilege. Like behind closed doors, like we'll say shit, like, you know what I'm saying, about it just anything. If somebody's dating someone and that person has to be light-skinned or just, you know, just interacting because, like, my family's half and half. Like, one side of my family, you know, is here darker skin. The other side is, like, besides, like, you know, my father, it's, like, my whole family is, like, basically fucking light-skinned. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you you can just see, like, like people, like, growing up just interactions with them, I, I kind of feel like like other black people that weren't related to them, it's kind of like they kind of put them on a 
on a pedestal, so to speak, mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying, like, their complexion always becomes, like, the topic of conversation, like, or that person is, you know, it's kind of favored, you know, but for some reason we don't want to admit that that's what it is. So it's not, as far as the Kodak, Kodak Black, it's not surprising. I've heard, you know, black men say before, it's like they don't really date black girls or they don't date dark skin. I think what he meant was he don't date dark skin girls. And he, obviously that's insecurities with himself. We talked about that before. But as far as Amber Rose, you know, talking about light skin privilege, because it definitely is. Mm-hmm. You know, of, of course, she's still a black woman, and I'm glad she's finally admitting that shit, because for the longest time, she didn't want to fucking talk about it. All you hear is she Cape Verde in, in Italian, Cape Verde in Italian, Cape Verde. I'm like, what? Okay, well, what's Cape? You know, and a lot of Cape Verdeans, like, they, <laughs> they like to do that. Like, they don't like to talk about, because they're, for the most part, light skin. They don't like talking about, like, their blackness or, or whatever. Um but I don't I don't think anything she said was wrong. I think bitches is just mad because she's pointing out the fact that she's mixed and she got better treatment and she knows it. And y'all know it too, so I don't understand what the whole problem was. I, I mean, how did you feel about it? Um, I feel like she was trying to make a comeback from her pussy post, um, you know, by trying to kind of do like some type of woman empowerment in a sense. But also, like, if you read, like, the whole article, to me, it was kind of like, yeah, I understand that, you know, this was happening. But it was kind of like a brag, too. Like, I can't help that I was more on my skin. At the end of the day, though, we are women. It was like a compliment with a negative. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, I was reading, and I was like, did she proofread, you know, this prior to submitting it on air, online, out for everyone to see? So I was a little confused by some of her comments that she made. And then the response, how she was, you know, still in the end talking about how this is still woman empowerment. Like, girl, like, you seem like you bragging about being light-skinned, and that's just, that's that's dumb. I mean, but then also she did talk about how she would get beat up in school and, and stuff like that. But then also after all of that, or not beat up in school, but picked on in school, but then after all of that, it still came a brag, you know, talking about her skin and how she got better treatment. And, all. like, so it was just weird to me. I am overall glad that she decided to um, talk about something that actually made sense to people, whereas, you know, what she had been doing in the past for a long time, oh, you know, the, the, the slut walk and the showing the photo of the pussy and all of this crazy, the titties and just crazy ass shit that she's been doing. So this makes more sense to me. And a woman of her age should continue to try to uplift women, even if it do sound, you know, a little, a little biased, um, but that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Yeah. I am glad she stepped forward, but really, I, I was kind of trying to figure out like my, the whole time, like what is her motive? Is her motive trying to get people off of, you know, the fact that she's fucking around with, you know, Twenty One Savage or the Pussy Post? Like, what are you doing? Or are you just trying to? I, I mean, I just think that's just a real life. A lot of times, that is a that is a that's a sore topic. Like that is so. I think that really bothers black women. Like, that really hurts. Even if it's from an ugly-ass nigga like Kodak Black, that if that nigga was broke, you know you wouldn't give his ugly ass the time of fucking day. But I think for them to say it out loud, it really it really hurts a lot of people's feelings, and that's why it was, like, so much outrage. And you know what I'm saying? Like, with her being, even with her being light-skinned, she still, as a black woman, 
has heard of that experience or know about that experience. So I'm sure it had, like, some sort of effect on her. Maybe it may not be like, okay, it's not to the court because she clearly ain't talking about me, but it's just like she knows and and it bothered her in, in some way. Right. I don't think it, I don't think it was fake. I just think a lot of, like I said, I just think a lot of times, because we talked about on the show, like we had, like one of the questions of the day was, do you think, like, lighter skinned people like in Hollywood, like is that some sort of, and it's like clearly, but you know, the people calling in was kept saying like, no, they don't think it is, but it's just like clearly you could just look and see what's on television. Now we're starting to get brown skinned and darker skinned people, but before in the 80s and the 90s, the only time we've seen black people, they have to be biracial or look biracial or passive for white. Like we all know this, but for some reason as a people, we just don't want it. We just don't want to, people to reiterate it on, you know what I'm saying, or to actually say it. But we know it. We know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Next topic, uh, she recently sat down with Ice King Conversations, a podcast to talk about her life as a reality television star. Um, the main thing in the interview that went viral uh, was her explanation of Jocelyn uh, claiming Stevie J and his father molesting uh, Mimi's daughter, Eva. Um, she said that her niece, uh, Ridgely, who is her um, her brother's daughter, had brought the story to Jocelyn, and Jocelyn, know, knowing that the whole story was fake, she kind of ran with it. Um, she also said that Jocelyn wanted the niece to testify and that Jocelyn was going to pay the niece $2,500. Um, if she testified against CBJ, I guess she was upset with CBJ at the time, and that's why she kind of went with all of this bullshit. Um, she said that Child, Prote- Child Protective Services uh, basically raided her home, like went through everything to make sure like the home was suitable um, for Eva um, and saying that uh, Jocelyn had even said that Mimi knew about the molestation and that she was covering it up because she didn't want anything happening. The sisters wanted to look at Eva's private parts and the only reason that they did it uh, was because of Eva having such a positive, melancholy, normal personality for a child. Like, I guess having conversations with her and uh, with the people coming, uh, she would bring up the fact that uh, Eva was even asking them questions and, you know, she was just so happy that clearly nothing was going on with her, you know, because if there was some sort of molestation or she was yeah. being raped, like, it would affect the child. A oh, child, yeah. it, would, it would affect them physically. Like, you would be able to you would be able to see it in yeah. their emotions. And with her being so normal and, and, and being such a kid, they knew nothing was wrong with her, so they closed the investigation. And they also said that, um, Mimi also said that whenever uh, they would try to contact Jocelyn about the case, that she would try to get out of it. Um, like they would call her, she would hang up the phone and, you know, obviously she didn't want to testify in court or anything like that. Um, and that's why Mimi doesn't want anything to do with Jocelyn. She says she's like evil, she's trash. She says that um, also that VH1 does not want to touch the story because it is real life. It's a horrible thing to think about a child being molested and it all being a lie and like your star of the show is the one saying all of this. Um, but she had made it a point to bring it up in the season, but obviously it's edited out. So, But she keeps saying that, you know, 
she's upset with her, and we all know why if you read the blog. But that's why it hasn't came on the show. But it's a really interesting conversation. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, psycho. I agree. It's very disturbing. And um, I, I personally, you know, because I didn't watch the video, you know, it was just like, it was so, I don't know, it was just cloudy to me and just gray and foggy. And I was just like, you know, I really don't want to watch this. I'll hear about what, you know, Jenna stating when we talk about it. But I did see on the blog that, um, you know, when, um, when Jocelyn did say that, uh, Stevie J had raped his daughter. We not think we even talked about that. Um, this that is disgusting. Though I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. how mad you are at someone, but you just sit up there and lie and be like, yeah, you know, you raped your daughter, and you know that this is, you know, people are gonna hear about this. I as being Mimi, I would be pissed the fuck off too. I wouldn't have a damn thing to do with Jocelyn. You got. Child Protective Services coming up to my house. You got people going through my shit, talking to my daughter, wanting to look at her vagina. Like, you got me fucked up, bitch. Like, hell no, I don't want fucking Jocelyn around my fucking daughter. And Stevie J is over an idiot. Yeah, he had mm-hmm. a baby with um, Jocelyn. And I don't even know how the fuck that could have even possibly happened with, you know, all the shit that had been going on. He should have been well aware and care oh but that was in the middle she was already pregnant i think so it's just real sad that she would have went to that extent to try to hurt him that bad and then then even recently on the episode how she tried to like fight his daughter his older daughter like bitch what are you doing mm-hmm. you're sitting up there you making yourself seem like you're the victim and you're not and that shit is disgusting like i and i used to love Jack. But, like, when you go that far and you trying to lie and, and pretend like somebody's being raped or whatever you got to do just to make yourself seem like a better person, like, I don't like shit like that. And to me, like, he needs to just keep it moving, make sure that he is just in his daughter's life or pay Jocelyn the money and keep that shit moving because ain't nobody got time for no crazy bitches like that. How do you do it? Obviously, the, the whole time I... I knew that the whole story wasn't real um, mm-hmm. because of Jocelyn and her having a track record when it comes to CBJ. say anything. Yeah, she'll lie. She's upset with him. She'll lie about anything, you know, as far as, like, gay. The host, her saying, like, he's gay and, like, all this other stuff. And we know shit is not true just to to get up under his skin. Like, she'll basically just say anything. I just think, like, it just took a turn for the worse. And I think for her to be okay with that and to never apologize about it, even though I would not accept your apology as a child's parent if you said that about my child. Exactly. But still, it's like right. she, she lies and she just keeps on going about it, just everything, the whole marriage. I know. That shit was so reckless. <laughs> She's just a fraud in general, like. Remember, we had the article where, like, CBJ was saying how she's really from Guyana and she's she's in her 30s, you know what I'm saying? Right. But she's claiming to be, like, probably just now turning 30, you know, and she's Puerto Rican. You know, it's just she's a fraud individual, and she has a lot of deep-rooted issues, and mm-hmm. she clearly has stuff going on in her past that has made her pretty much just not give a fuck about nobody. Like, she just seems like she's a very cold person and will use somebody for the now. But I hope one day 
because she is a she is a good she does have a a, a entertaining personality. I hope she does something to fix you know whatever she got going on deep down, so it doesn't you know take over. But yeah, I agree. I can't fuck with her after this, mm-hmm. you know. And just thinking like Mimi coming out and saying like how much hell just her accusations like nothing besides Jocelyn just saying that it ruined her life a little bit and, and it could have made mm-hmm. her child's life even worse. Yeah. It was, you know, good for CPS not I mean once they realized and the signs wasn't wasn't there they left the situation alone, but it could've it could have really fucked Eva up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if they would have a grown ass man or woman down there looking at your damn, you know I'm little right. area. Right. Yeah. And that's not your mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure would have done something to affect her, so yeah. Okay, yeah. I want to ask you a question too. Did you see? Did you see the last episode of Love and Hip Hop? I did. I did. Okay, dude. Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. This is off topic. But did you see when Dime and Tommy got into it? Oh yes. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Is Dime a psychopath or not? No, I can't get none of that work. Like, bitch, that is right. not what he was saying. No, she did. She did take him wrong. But I understand. I understand where she was coming from too. It's just like. Bitch, you can't be just out here just getting mad at motherfuckers. Because, I mean, I would have felt some way about it, too, but I, don't, I would not have reacted with Jessica Dime. I would have thought no, about it. Like, oh, just because you mad, just because you mad at your mama, like, don't mean you some cuss me the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I'm not your damn mama. Like, Dude, I was looking dope. at that dying face the whole time. She was like, no, I can't get none of that over there. I can't get none yeah, of this work. Like, she said, oh, I can't get none of this work. <laughs> Who you think of one in a fight between Tommy and Jessica Dime. Dime. I think Dime would have beat her ass too. Yeah. I, but I think I think it would have been I think it would have been a good fight because Tommy clearly has those crazy. Things, but she crazy, Dime, but Dime she is just looked like, Dime yeah. something else. You know what I'm saying? Dime is yeah. something else. Um, Tommy, she may be able to beat Jocelyn ass. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think she'd be able to beat Don ass. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to talk about that because I thought that was funny. I can't get none of that work. Nah, nah, bitch. Like, bro, you taking that right. out of context. Like, no. Right. Relax. <laughs> she said, don't try to, what she said, don't try to teach me, teach your daughter. I'm a grown-ass woman. Something like that. That's what I mean. So fucking weird. She was going in. Like, I feel, I had to follow Jessica Dom after that because I was like, I'm really trying to like you this season. Like, she, Jessica Dom has always been so annoying to me for some reason. I don't know what exactly, but I'm just like she's just here for no reason. Like she's not entertaining. <laughs> she's not funny. You know, I because you, you know how like with some people they bring them in because they have like this bigger than life, life. Mm-hmm. You know, and popping on social media, so they feel like okay, it makes sense. Like the Asian girl to bring her on the show because she's gonna be a good like, time. You know, like they're trying me. to do. They're trying me. to do like me. and it's not gonna work. I like I the mean, Asian girl. I like me. She's all right. She's all right, but I don't. She's not a star. Like she's not a star, but you know she got a million followers. And Damn. Like Tommy, to me, Tommy is a star. Like you know what I'm saying? It's just like Tommy their, their is a fucking drunk. Tommy is a drunk. She's a, like she's a drunk, but she's entertaining. She's a mm. as far as not when I and when I say star, it's just like not meaning like. They're gonna go along, but as far as like with reality television, like Tommy is something that you would want to watch. No, like, I don't deal with the alcohol or, or Mimi leaks. 
you know what I'm saying? Tammy Rivera, I wouldn't put in that same category. Like, yes, they're cool. Fanny Rashida's like, it's yes, cool. Tammy, I'll yes. watch it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not watching, but I'm not watching the whole show with you. Exactly. Like, you're born with just Tammy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, with just exactly. Tammy or Rashida or, you know what I'm saying, right. Carly Red. Well, like, I just can't mean me. I can't do it. Quite interesting. It's I would definitely it watch that. If it but can. I'm just saying, I, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch a show about them. I don't think I could. It has to be Bravo did it. Bravo it would have to be with Rashida, Kirk, and all the other bitches and niggas that's in a, in the mix. So it's you know love. You know um, what? It, it's not a triangle, but it's like you know like six or seven people. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> So we anyway, find out tomorrow. We find out tomorrow who the uh, baby daddy is. If Kirk really is the father. It's Kirk being I think I don't know. I, don't I, I so. hope it's not Kirk, so. but it might. It might be Kirk, or it might be the little light skinned dude. But I feel like if it is a light skinned dude, then old girl, she's a hoe and she's been lying. And if it is Kirk, then I feel like that was a really good thing that he did for Rashida. How he made sure that he, you know, if anything happens, he took the, the necessary precautions to make sure that she don't have to come out of her pocket for everything that she's been doing if Kirk is, in fact, the father of that kid, you know, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I've been saying Rashida posting some shit online lately. I don't know. She looks a little happy, so we have to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to move on to the next topic. So there was a fire festival and. uh, and at the fire festival, the founder, whose name is Billy McFarlane, was arrested, and he was charged with wire fraud. Now, the Wiley ridicule failure of his fire festival, which was billed as a luxurious, you know, luxury music event in the Bahamas, this happened in April, it has led to a fire, a federal wire fraud, charges against him, and he's a New York entrepreneur. Now, he's 25 years old, and he was arrested on fire, excuse me, Friday at his Manhattan home, according to the Manhattan U.S. Attorney Office, which said that he misrepresented the financial documents to the investors. Um, the actual statement was, William McFarland promised a life-changing music festival, but in actuality, um, you know, he delivered a disaster. Um, the U.S. Attorney is June Kim, and he said in a statement also that McFarland allegedly presented fake documents to induce investors to induce investors to put in, you know, over millions of dollars into the company, and you know, to create pretty much create something amazing. But it was really not the fiasco that he he promised. It was a horrible with an A and mm-hmm. an H. Yeah. <laughs> so right. people they flew thousands of miles and they paid for pricey tickets to see acts such as Blink-182, uh, Major Lazar, um, and, and all of these people, you know, an event that was endorsed by Kendall Jenner. And, you know, in fact, he was, they were met with, you know, cheese sandwiches and sand fleas and, you know, FEMA tents and just crazy ass shit. People have been posting photos of the food they got, and it was literally like wheat bread, a couple slices of like the 99 cent cheese from a grocery store, and like a salad on the side. It was really disgusting, and people they said it was embarrassing, and you know, they mocked the social event on social media. Um, McFarland truly showed, put on a show of misrepresentation and the financial status of his business in order to rake 
in a lucrative amount of investment deals. And um, overall, now he's been investigated by the FBI. And in the end, it was a very public failure of the fire festival. And um, he pretty much invest. He's getting accused of convincing at least two people to invest approximately 1.2 million dollars by allegedly providing false information that suggested that the fire media had baked millions of dollars from thousands of artists' bookings. In reality, fire media is believed to have only earned less than sixty thousand dollars from around sixty artists' bookings. Prosecutors said. Also. He altered the stock statements to make it appear as though he owned a stock worth over $2.5 million when, in reality, it was only worth, it was actually valued at less than $1,500. So McFarlane could face a 20 wow. years in prison. Yeah. He could face up to 20 years in prison if he was found guilty. His business partner in the festival was, of course, Ja Rule. <laughs> And um, Ja Rule has not been charged with anything, according to his attorney. So, woo, that's some dumb shit. Did you see the photos, Jim? Did you see the photos of the cheese sandwiches and the in the wee bread that you can get? Oh uh, yes. No, we. I mean, we talked about it on the show like that was real like crazy. Like it, it really <laughs> looked like. Well, they like some Hunger Games or some. It looked like prison. <laughs> Like it was like I wouldn't make thing. that for my family, okay? I wouldn't make that for my family. And <laughs> see, like, and see this, this puts like the bigger picture on everything because at first I thought that they got too big for their britches and they promised all the stuff in the last minute. They was like, okay, we have to do something. But it's like clearly this man was being a fraud. Like if you fucking with tax yeah, statements and you trying to as far as behind like on paper you trying to look good. To me that sounds like some American greed type shit. If you fucking yeah. with numbers and putting different numbers together so it can add up, then clearly you are trying to <laughs> use motherfuckers. See, I thought like they had good intentions and no. they just didn't execute. But it's like, nigga, you a fraud. Like Yeah. Wire, he's a wire fraud. <laughs> okay. Okay. What did you think? That was crazy. I thought that was absolutely insane. Um, I'm sure that Ja Rule, he knew something about this. He just got to be lucky that he's not being charged as of yet with anything to do with this. When I looked at that photo again, I was just like, bruh, like, this is absolutely horrible. I would not be. He knew it wasn't going to work out. Absolutely. He should have known. Absolutely. He should have known. Like, bro, when people, they start taking photos of this, like, I could make, I could have, my two-year-old could have made this for me. You know what I'm saying? A piece of wheat bread and a slice of cheese. Like, no, he could have at least, damn it, bought the summer sausages and the real cheese and cut that shit up to make it look nice. Like, his ass really just didn't give it a (laughs) <laughs> it was just so horrible. He definitely knew what he was doing. He definitely deserved to go to jail. Um, and I mm-hmm. overall feel like the come up was okay. Well, if we have all these people, they fly out. They they you know they come in. They see these famous people, these famous artists, singing and this and that and the other. We provide them food. You know, we provide them meals that are you know ten dollars at the store. You know, two dollars a person. We could profit. 
a million, two million dollars off of this, and then I'll split half with you, Jaru. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was the overall plan until somebody was like, "Bitch, like we gave you, you know, sixteen million dollars for this, and you spent a million dollars. Where's the other fifteen million dollars for this at?" You know, so right. that's where the fraud comes in at. And it's like, you deserve, and then also, once again, not even defending him, but this is a 25-year-old boy. You know what I'm saying? It's not a grown-ass man. It's not somebody who strategically thought this shit out. Like, yeah, he had, to, he had to put some thought into it. But, yes, obviously, like Jim stated, it was about the greed. You know what I'm saying? You're, he's just becoming where his mind is, even though he looked as if he was 40. He was only 25. Yeah, he you know was old as fuck. He did look old, but um, he, he was just a kid. You know what I'm saying? He did not know. He knew better, but in a sense, when you're 25 years old, like, really, how much do you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, this, he, he's thinking, shit, well, if I can get away with this at this age, you know, you really don't start thinking about the bigger picture until you really get in trouble. And sometimes it takes for you to get in trouble to realize what you have done. Now, I do hope he go to jail. I really don't hope he have to spend, you know, 25 years or 20 years in prison, but maybe, you know, three to five years, that would be good enough for him to understand, like, damn, I really done fucked up. When I come out of jail, this is not something I want to ever do again, and I'm going to live my life, you know what I'm saying, and, and try and rebuild. But this shit is, he definitely deserves some type of punishment, if anything, even if it's just mm-hmm. for I'm not going to sit up there and be like, oh, this because he's not a grown adult. He's in his mid-20s, literally. You know what I'm saying? He has a lot to do and a lot of growth to endure. So I say, yeah, he fucked up. He messed up. He don't deserve to be in jail for a long time, but he definitely deserves a punishment. And hopefully with mm-hmm. that punishment. But if he get off, you better believe he's going to do this shit again. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe he might not. Maybe this is the scare that he needed to not be a fraud. Well, everybody's going yeah. to do business with him now. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, he no. got that scarlet letter on him. Like, it's not. You would be a dumbass. <laughs> So we should have to see, like I said, I don't want the man to go to jail for a long time, but I definitely want him to realize the mistakes that he has done and try to move forward from that in a legal way. You know, sell real estate, sell life insurance. You can be a millionaire too, so, you know what I'm saying? Get your shit together. Okay. Get your young ass 25-year-old shit together. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Judge That's Fred. All. Yeah. Uh, Judge Fred Byerly, uh sentenced Charles A. Banks IV, uh, who's Tim Duskin's former financial advisor, to four years in prison and ordered him to pay the Spurs legend, uh, sports, Spurs legend $7.5 million in restitution. According to USA Today Sports, uh, Banks pleaded guilty to wire fraud earlier this year and admitted to du- duping uh, Duncan into a multi-million dollar loan to be used as investment in a sports merchandise company controlled by banks. Uh, Duncan never got the money back as soon as banks do for negotiate breaches of trust. Uh, Duncan and banks on Tuesday for sentencing, and Timmy delivered a powerful victim statement. Um, my biggest fear is that you will give him a sentence that will allow him to go out into the world and tell everyone, as he has continued to do since his guilty plea, that he did not do anything wrong, and he proved very little to no jail time. I respectfully ask you, do not do that. I promise you that if he has any excuse to get back into this line of business, he will be out hustling and doing the same thing to others. I see lots of kids who come into professional sports and end up losing most of the money they earn to someone like Banks. 
Uh, Judge Byrie, you may not understand how difficult it is for me to be in the public light in this horrible way as the poster child for a dumb athlete whose financial advisor took felt about his actions, especially uh, his conduct since entering his guilty plea. Uh, Byrie expressed repeatedly that so many in bank camp appeared either unaware or unconcerned about the harms bank caused. He held up a letter Banks' mother had sent him and waved it from the bench. I understand that mothers think their sons can do no wrong, but it concerns me that she's very disappointed the way the legal system works, as it was never proven that there were any damages or anything wrong done to Mr. Duncan. Now, where does she get that idea? Well, I want to make sure that if you want to withdraw your plea, I certainly have the power to let you do that, and we'll let your mother come and watch the government prove not only this count, but prove everything else against you. The judge continued, now do you want to do that? And Banks replied, no, sir. He better have replied, no, sir. Right. <laughs> wow. That seems like, uh, somebody had been in trouble. I don't know. I just feel like this is all just a mess overall. And it's just like people, when, when you're given chances, take, when you know you're not fucked up, don't sit up there and allow additional people to come in and prove that you deserve to be where you are. Just take the plea that you are given and move the hell on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what the deal is. Stop bullshitting. Like, that's, that's so crazy to me. People, they sit up there. Like, just for example, like, you know, somebody that sit up there and they know good and damn well that they ain't going to rape Molly and Joe, both of them, and, you know, little kitty over there seeing you do the shit, and then, you know what I'm saying, they don't have Kitty testify. You say that you plead the fifth on the shit, but then Kitty ends up testifying, and now you're going to jail for the next 127 years. Like, don't be an right. idiot. When you know you're going to do something, you know what I'm saying, and these people, they're not willing to testify. They don't want to do anything right now. Just keep it moving. You know, do your time. Do what you need to do, and keep and keep it moving. There's no reason for you to be sitting up there pretending like, you know what I'm saying, just being a dummy. Just, just a dumb, dumb, right. dumb. You know what? How'd you feel about it? <laughs> um, I think good good for Judge Barrett for getting the predator off the street. I think a lot of times white collar crimes, um predator. like fraud they get overlooked. But in yep. my opinion, white collar crimes compared to even though I'm not saying like these smaller crimes like robbery and, you know, drug selling, they do a lot of damage. But I feel like when you are on the masses as some of these other people, like I feel on American Greed, they do the most damage. Um, yeah. I feel like hard-earned money is stolen because the wrong person was trusted. And to me, like, that's fucked up. Like, it's these athletes, like, they bust their ass, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And they all their lives are just trying to better themselves and get their families to better situations and it, it just takes one person because they don't know the proper way to go. This is their first time coming into money. Putting all their trust to this one person and they're just abusing it and taking advantage. And like I, I've talked about this documentary a million times yeah. um, but it's a documentary uh, 30 for 30 but this happens all the time with athletes and this is a lot of the reason why they're broke in like the, I want to say like the first seven years, five to six years out of retirement because of getting taken advantage of by, you know, you know, their accountants or financial advisors or people that have like these certain, these get rich or whatever. And the athletes believe them. And I think that's why Tim Duncan was embarrassed because he was just another person to add to that statistic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do hope this is a wake-up call and that more athletes are getting more financially literate. Um, like, there should be some sort of, like, class or something. You know, when they first come into professional sports, like when they first sign and before they can get their checks, like, they should be able to, you know, pass this, this, and that. Like, this is how you need to check. Like, you know, this is how you check up on your finances through your account to make sure, like, it adds up, something like that. Um, and also, I think that a percentage of the money going to these players, it should be put in the trust. Like, I think that we – Yeah, I agree. I mean, that they should have to follow in the in the footsteps of, like, Allen Iverson because – and someone close to him that cared, and I want to say it was, like, his financial advisor was like, look, nigga, sign this shit. We putting all this money up. You get a million a year. You know, so you won't have those issues. And I think it just goes without saying, watch your money. Watch your money. Because just because this person is, you know, highly educated and come from this background and know this, this and that and, you know, is a math whiz, it does not mean that they can't be greedy. And because they know that you don't know what they know, they can funnel this shit into other places. And it's another reason why. I'm a business major now. Like, I want to be able to watch my own finances. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to invest because I don't trust people. I don't want to look to somebody and to ask them, okay, why is my car declining? Like, then they just said one time, <laughs> she, went to pizza, she went to Pizza Hut and her car declined. Like, why the fuck is my car declining? Like, I why want can't to I reach you? What the hell is right. going on? <laughs> I want to be able to follow them. It's, it's no way. That somebody should be worth, you know, fifty million, and their accountant is worth more than them. You yeah. Know, at one point, like that makes yeah. no fucking sense. But yeah. That's funny. Um. So I have something to speak about that's actually not funny right now. Uh, Venus Williams, you guys know Venus and Serena, uh, Serena twins, the tennis players. Well, she is. She was at in an at fault accident in a fatal crash and the victims are suing her now she was involved in a car crash in palm beach gardens florida on june 9th that resulted in a fatality you guys the crash is under investigation said the spokesman mayor um paul rogers and the accident happened as williams car was crossing an intersection around 1 p.m at around five miles per hour, which is absolutely insane because five miles an hour murders somebody. So any well killed someone. So anyways, um, when another car ran into it, the report said that it was Williams and or she was the one that was at fault for violating the right of way of the other vehicle, which was being driven by Linda Barson, who was 67, and her husband, Jerome Barson, who was 78, he was injured, and then he died two weeks later. According to a police report, witnesses told investigators that Serena Williams, ran, uh, excuse me, Venus Williams ran a red light in her Toyota SUV, and just as Barson car entered the intersection on a green light. Um, the report said that there was no suspicion that either driver was under the influence of alcohol or drugs, and Williams was not injured. Her lawyer, Malcolm, um, said that this was an unfortunate accident, and Venus Williams expresses her deepest condolences to the family who lost the loved one. Um, he also stated that, you know, it was just a really tragic, a travesty tragedy event. So how did you feel about hearing that, you know, Venus, after everything that she's been going through, you know, she lost 
a couple, you know, tennis uh, plays. She lost against her sister. She lost against another chick. She had another uh, event coming up. Now she just killed a 70-something-year-old man in a, in a car accident while five miles an hour. How do you feel about all of this, brother? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's very unfortunate, and it's a travesty. <laughs> Why you got to call me, honey? <laughs> <laughs> it's a travesty tragedy. It's a travesty. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, it's to say, but she's got to pay some sort of something, you know, <laughs> whether it be jail time or she owes, like, you know, whoever the state, she owes them millions of dollars. Like, it's, yes. I don't know no way around this. Like, if you ran a red light, how can you run a red light? I mean, I guess, don't get me wrong, when I was 18, I ran a red light, too. And I just, well, you were 18. That was almost 10 years ago, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, Venus is well in her late 30s to early 40s. Like, girl, yeah. what are you doing? I think that everything just kind of went down the drain when she lost, you know, the tennis um, what was it? The whatever tennis when she was playing tennis against her sister. She lost against her and it was just like, bitch, like I am just nothing. And then she just started losing against everybody else. She had an, another um oh, oh, another round coming up and like before the round came up she just killed this man accidentally. But like how do you kill somebody going five miles an hour? Like what the fuck? That sounds suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. Like, trust what? me, I'm just saying that one five miles an hour, like, and you, and this man died, even, I don't give a damn if he was 78 years old, that's a little weird to me, I mean, I've gone over 100 miles an hour in my vehicle, and I'm also gone, you know, like 20 miles an hour in my vehicle, and I just can't see 10 miles an hour, like, how can five miles an hour kill somebody, like, that shit crazy as hell, that man was frail as a bitch, yeah. I'm not even trying to be whatever, I'm just like, that's crazy to me. So, no, I don't that, know. That is, that is. I mean, how fast was Venus going? That no, she was going five miles an hour. Wait, that's what they said. They said that she was Are going. Are you sure, five or they were going five miles an hour, making? Okay, it says the accident happened as Williams' car was crossing the intersection around 1 p.m. at around five miles per hour when another car ran, when another car ran into it. That's what it says. So, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Her, uh, yeah. She was going five miles an hour. Uh, the intersection around one p.m. at around five miles an hour when another car ran into it. Or says it was Williams that was at fault for violating the right to wave. So she violated the right to wave. I feel like she was going five miles an hour, or maybe the old people was going five miles an hour. I just feel it does not say anything else that you know anything else specifically in in this regard to this article so I'm just like oh well you know obviously she's going to go to court you know she's possibly going to be charged with murder hopefully she'll end up in jail and hang herself or anything like that so we will clearly keep you guys updated with this story as to what's going on what happened you know how what the end results are going to be etc etc but in Jen is there anything else that you'd like to say in regards to Venus possibly going to jail for you know killing this you know, seventy-eight year old man. Yeah. No. No. I mean, it's just oh, that's just that's crazy. That's right. Yeah. That unfortunate. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know what to say. You know, prayers up to both sides. You know, so I know she's probably dealing with it. And I know she's sick, like sick about the whole situation. So, 
Man. Jay-Z released his latest album exclusively through title. Uh, the album is entitled 444. Um, it's 10-tracks long. It's his most um, honest album to date. Um, the title track and also the um, the title of the album, 444, uh, means, like, I guess he woke up at 444, and he was saying, like, that was, like, his, the best song he's ever written to date. Um, in the album, he talked about in- empowering the black community, um, how some people will always be viewed as just niggas, how black people in general will always be viewed as um, just niggas, and we have to stop the separatism with colorism in class. Um, he also talks about us making our own society within American society, um, he touched on feeling betrayed by Kanye. Uh, he talks about his infidelities and um, that he has never, you know, been faithful in his relationship up until recently um, and how Beyonce matured way faster than him, even though she was 21 and he was, like, 30. And, you know, she always held him down. He was just a fuck nigga, basically. Um <laughs> He talked about his mother being a lesbian and also um, how, you know, the black bourgeoisie, like how we can be really dumb with, the, you know, some of the stuff we do, like as far as like with the rappers putting the money to their ear and, you know, you're going to buy labels instead of investing. But yeah, I thought I thought the album was really good and that's all I've had been listening to. Like, you still have titles, don't you? Yeah, I do have titles. I do have titles. Well, of you course haven't you. even heard it yet. No, I have everything. <laughs> have you heard it yet? Uh, you know, I have not. I don't have title. I have YouTube, so. <laughs> uh, but, but, um, but, you know, you know, like, none of them songs probably upload on there. They probably get deleted <laughs> ASAP. As soon as they come on there, it's like, soon. As one comes on there, it's probably deleted, so. I'm <laughs> not real. So, my thing is, how do you think Kanye feels, you know, because uh, I feel like he's a little offended because Jay-Z was like, you know, Beyonce is a queen, not a Kardashian. I did hear about that. And then Kanye West, he, he I, I posted something on our Instagram page earlier today, um, and it was saying that Kanye West, he, you know, uh, I don't know how to exactly say it, but he took pretty much, he's done with Idol. Any shares or whatever like that he had entitled, he's done with it because title allegedly owes him three million dollars. So do you think that he's actually no? They said that he owes he owes title three million dollars, and title is may sue him, but he did cut the sure? title. Yes, yes, and also what I mean, what I think it is, it might just be the fact of with title you have to exclude exclusively when you sign the contract, like with your newest projects, you have to exclu- exclusively stream through them before eventually going, you know, to the mainstream. And so that Mm. may be an issue if he's trying to make money. And, um, I mean, from what I read on TMZ, he's not affected by Jay-Z throwing him shade, uh, but they were saying, it was another uh, website that was saying that Kim is very pissed off about what they said about Kanye and um, how they portrayed the Kardashians in general. And that she's like a mama bear, you know, and all this other bullshit. But I mean, nothing that he said wasn't true, you know. Yep. So you can't really be upset. Eric Benet, I 
and had something to say too about the album. I mean, cause he Jay Z threw a lot of shade in his album. Like, oh, he did. That nigga was very yeah. He talked about a lot of different, a lot of different situations, you know. So, <laughs> I thought it was so good. So, Jay Z had a lot of people mad at him. Do you know? Do you so? Do you know what the reason behind four forty four was, or like like? Nigga, I said any... in the beginning. I said in the beginning. Oh, hold the fuck up, up now. Don't be sitting up there the trying to go track, off on me. The title track is called 444. He said it's his best song to date. When he wrote the song, he said he woke up. Like, he just woke up out of sleep, and the song came to his mind. And he was saying, like, okay, the best that's not what I asked your ass, though. Your black ass. That's not what I asked you. Why you sitting up there talking shit? I told you in the beginning, Okay. But that's not what I said. Okay? <laughs> don't do that. I said the don't reason. Do I, don't, no, you don't do that. You don't do that. Okay? I'm not about to meet up in a show arguing with you tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's crazy, though. It, it, that's going to be interesting to see all the additional backlash that he's going to get. Anyway, so... You guys, please be careful what you are posting on social media. So a Florida woman was shocked to death hours after writing on Facebook how she went from being homeless to making six figures. Now, I, think, I believe her name is Mavinka. Am I right, Jean? Mavinka? I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. Mavinka. I'm just going to call her Mavinka. Mavinka Jenkins um, was fatally shot. At her home in the upscale Lake Worth, after writing on social media, that I am in awe as to how far I've come. She was 33 years old, and she wrote the post late on Wednesday night that we overcame being homeless in 2013 to 2014 to reaching my six-figure mark in 2015, and now to making multi-six figures now. What the role looked like, no matter what the role looked like, I follow my heart and stuff with it. Growing my business, she wrote. I'm saying this to say anyone can do it. It takes determination and consistency. And that was her last post that she made on Facebook. So a mass suspect had knocked on her door just around 2 a.m. on Thursday, according to Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. And she was shot following an altercation. And the suspect fled in the family's car. Jenkins, who was a mother of three children, later died from her wounds, according to the Palm Beach Post. Regretfully, the news reports are true. A fan, a fan, excuse me, a friend or family member posted on her Facebook page Thursday. The family of Mabinka Jenkins uh, asked that their privacy be respected at this time. And, uh, you know, she was actually, how she made her money, she was a, a life insurance agent. So it was just really sad, you know, and people, they really do, people, they really do. I remember um, sometimes you do get tested and stuff like that at work, people, they don't believe what's going on and things like that. And I remember being younger and talking about, you know, oh, you know, I make $19.50 an hour and this and that and other, and like literally like a month after I made that post, like my job was like, okay, we no longer need you, like, and I was like, bitch, what, like, I just told all these people, you know what I'm saying, and sometimes it takes you to humble yourself, and I'm not trying to say that she wasn't humble, because maybe she was just reaching out, telling people, hey, 
you can do whatever you can. You can try and, you know, Google this and that and other, but it's really sad that somebody, after seeing this post, somebody came there to her house at 2 a.m. and killed her. Like, and I feel like when you're making posts like that, girl, you better make sure you have a gun because if someone's knocking on your door at 2 a.m., girl, you, you better know it's a problem. Like, you better know it's a problem. I would have answered that door with a gun in my hand. I'm just trying to let you know. So it, it, that was just really sad. How did you feel about a gen? How did you feel about a gen? fellow? Mosey, Shams. Oh, nigga, I've been talking this whole time. Got the phone on mute. I'm so sorry. Nigga, <laughs> read, the post, read the post over. Like, because it's like, oh, did she okay. say I made 100000 Like, read that, because I want to no, know exactly she said, what she said. She said she wrote, um... We overcame being homeless in 2013-2014 to reach my six-figure mark in 2015 to now making multi-six figures. That's what she wrote. And then she wrote, no matter what the road looks ahead, I followed my heart and stuck with it, growing my business. Um, I'm saying this to say anyone can do it. It takes determination and consistency. Damn. I mean, that... And you just got to watch what you post. Like, that is so fucking crazy, you know. Um, I think a lot of times, as just as people, like, we want to brag, you know, we yeah. want to show our best selves. I actually was just talking about this um, yesterday. You know, we, like, when it comes to social media, people never really talk about their, you know, their flaws or their faults. And it's just like, you know, before you know them, you'll think one thing, you hang out with them, and you'll be like, damn, this is a broke-ass motherfucker. It's like, how are you always out partying? And, like, so you basically be drinking up other people's shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Once you get to know them, but it's like, on the Internet, we always want to put our best selves, and I think that that's what she was doing. Like, she was trying to brag, but she wanted to, it to come through as, like, a humble post as, as you can make, <laughs> like, you can make it. But I think what she should have said was, you know, I'm, I'm doing very well now, and you know, you can do it. Just keep pushing, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I don't even think you have to say that. I think let the light, it just let it shine through your actions. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you out here getting money, like, niggas will know without you saying it, you know. Mm-hmm. Because if you always talking about money and you always talking about, you know, you got this or what you didn't bought or you posting your new toys and, you know, you will get tried. After talking about it, you know, especially <laughs> if you – I don't know where she lives. Maybe she wasn't in the best area while she was saying she made all this money. Um, but she will get tried. And like you said, she should have had a gun in the house. And it's just it's just very unfortunate that this is a time where, you know, that's exactly what happened. Like, she got tried. You know, for bragging. You know, just stop, mm-hmm. like, stop with that. Like, to me, like, like you know what I'm saying? And Jason's talking about that. It's just, it's foul. Like, whack. Like, just Save your money and back, keep quiet. Just move. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's it, man. No, I did. Her, her, too. Her family, too. That, yeah. That's crazy, though. Two o'clock in the morning, like, why are you answering the door? It must have been somebody she knew. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's, that's, that's interesting that you would say that. It must have been somebody that she knew. Um, Damn, that's deep. That's real deep. It probably could have been somebody that she knew. Because I don't know any shit. I know my ass will be answering no damn door at 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, uh uh-uh. No, thank you. <laughs> right. I remember one time this lady, she came through, and I can't believe my parents had opened the door. Like, and this was psycho. This was, like, back in the day. Like, I was, like, maybe in middle school. 
lady had came, and I guess she was like in, um, because you know, like my dad, like he lives in like a nicer area, so she was like just going from house to house, like just asking people, like she had, like left her car, and she needed money to like I don't know, to either pay phone or do something. And wow. Like she was ringing the door. And you know, now thinking about it, I'm like she could have been setting my family up and like you let her in the house, and they was talking to her and everything. They didn't give her any money, but they was just like, you know, you can call from here. Or, I think that's what it was. She was like, how much she can use the phone. They was like, you can call from here. And she was just like, no. Nah. But, you know, they was having a nice long conversation. I'm like, somebody's going to bust in the house and kill all of us, you know. <laughs> you have to be careful. <laughs> well, that's yeah, true. Be really careful. That's true. But wow. Damn, 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 damn. Just be glad that um, didn't happen. Right, okay, nigga. Cause, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I would have did. Um, uh, cry, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought, according to BC.com, if you thought Kendrick Lamar's lead single from his damn undertaking, Humble, was just for show, you were shamefully wrong. And <laughs> after he's heard the internet conscious, I mean, internet concerns, about the Toyota Camry he gifted his 16-year-old sister for her high school graduation. He's here to remind you of the chart-topping track overreaching message. Um, sitting down with hosts on Power 106's The Proof Show, Kendrick addressed what shouldn't have been, become a controversy in the first place with a bit of humor. They had me dying, he responded. Man, I was crying laughing. I don't know what they expect a 16-year-old with no license to get, a Lamborghini, Afterward, uh, K-Dot shared even more logic that went behind the car choice for his little sister. Many critics argued that a rap artist of Kendrick's financial caliber should have been more willing to put her in a luxury whip. But let Kendrick tell it, and there's far more important things to consider about his sister's first car. For beginners, young Caleb Duckworth has to learn how to drive, Kendrick revealed. And it also teaches her to appreciate the value of things to continue. Uh, jumping in a fast car and possibly hurting herself or not appreciating where we come from. Uh, K-Dot went on to explain that with such a large age gap between himself and Caleb, she was fortunate enough not to have experienced some of what he and their mother did when he was younger. Now that she has a car of her own, she'll be guided the right and safe way into adulthood. I love Kendrick Lamar. He better say that shit. Yeah. And that's 100% yeah. true. And people are so fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. you didn't buy your sister, your 16-year-old sister, a new Lamborghini, a brand new all Like, why? So she can fucking die? Like, she can't even fucking drive. Are you serious right now? Y'all sound right. stupid. And the fact that he was just so so modest about it, just in a joking, you know, way, laugh about the shit. That was really good because Kendrick, you know, Kendrick, he know where he came from. He know the struggle. There, She can't drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she still needs to go to driving school. She's only 16 right. and about to be 17 years old. What are, what are you saying? Like, some of y'all yeah. priorities are all fucked up. The bitch got of a better course. car than me. Okay, it's a 2017 Toyota Camry. Okay, me that too. That shit is fucked. Okay. I would have gladly wrecked that shit. I would have happy as hell. Right. <laughs> Actually, like, thank you very much. Jung was uh, driving the bus, honey. That's what he was doing. So I was like, <laughs> so you get a brand new car, and before you even get your license, you know, like that is popping. 
Um, right. And I, and I like 16... to say, I agree with Tisha Lamar, too. I agree with, with everything that he's saying. It's important to teach youth appreciation. Uh, yeah. He could have got her like that expensive-ass car, but when she crashes it, and she will, because that's all exactly. that you crash your fucking car. I mean, what are you going <laughs> to do, buy another fucking Lamborghini? Like, you right. know what I'm saying? It's, no matter where a child is, and like you said, like she doesn't come from, I mean, she she has not experienced because she's so young, she hasn't experienced when it was poor, so you must have always been popping, like, in her lifetime, you know what I'm saying? So you have to teach her some sort of appreciation. You know, if you want that damn race, or you want that damn Porsche, or you want the Lamborghini, honey, get you a damn master's degree. You know what I'm saying? Become a girl. Hello, hello, exactly. Like, I'm not going to be giving you no shit. Like, you're going to have nice things, but it's not going to be ridiculous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to appreciate and see the fruits of my labor. Like, if I, if you were somebody in my life, a child in my life, but definitely, you're not getting the same. Just because I drive a nice-ass car and you're my child or my little mm-hmm. sister does not be- mean that you deserve the same thing. What have you done to earn it? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. I'm not paying for none of that shit. <laughs> and shit, I'm just going to let y'all know. At 16, 17 years old, Jim said he was on a bus. I told people that I had a, a Chevy Capri, but my mom did not let me drive that motherfucker. Okay? My mom was <laughs> down for that. She was down. Like, I'd be like, Mom, tell them who car this is. She goes, Oh, this is your car, baby. You know what I'm saying? But you got a right. license, though. So you can drive this right. bitch. <laughs> right. So. And that was my car, but I never got to drive it. You know what I'm saying? So, in other words, my ass is on the bus too at 16. And I'm just trying to let you know, at 16, 17 years old, if I could have had a brand new of that year vehicle, I don't give a damn what kind of car it was. I would have been so happy. And even now, I don't have a brand new, like, 2017, 2018 car. And when I was 18 years old, my very first car was a fucking, what, 19... I don't even know, a 1988 Chevy Nova. And that was less than, you know, I'm 26. So that was, what, eight years ago? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I had that. So it's like, please, you know, like, if I had if I had a vehicle that this chick got now when I was 18 years old, I probably would have crashed a bitch. Okay? I'm right. just being real with y'all. So, Stop being dumb, okay? Because if y'all will buy y'all sisters a brand new Lamborghini and she's a 16-year-old or 17-year-old with no license, then you're foolish and you should definitely be blamed for her death when she dies in an accident because that's exactly what mm-hmm. you're, what's going to happen, you know? So, anyway. <laughs> and we're going to go into that question of the day. Jenna, unless you have anything else to say about this. No. Uh, and now. <laughs> So, I'm going to have you answer this question first, Jen. Okay. So, our question of the day to all you guys out there is, how can you help a person blinded by the damage that they are doing? Jen, how can you help someone that is sitting up there, they are damaged, they are blinded, and they are just messing every goddamn thing up? How can you help that individual out? Um, You can you know, because I've had people in my life that you you can. I mean, like, why why would you? They're not going to listen. They're going to continue to live their same lives. They're going to continue to do whatever the fuck they want. They don't realize that they're doing wrong. You know, they're saying one thing and they're doing another. I'm not going to stick out my neck for you and hinder myself when I don't even want to do it in the first place. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I'm already tired from work. I already have a lot of other shit <laughs> I need to be worried about my life, school, and this show. Like, it's like I'm not trying to add an extra burden if you not even trying to put forth the effort to make some sort of change. No, I hear you. I mean, it's just as simple as that. It's like, why put yourself through further stress when you know the outcome? You know, like I said, I've seen people in my life where it's just like they know. You know, the people around them know they ain't shit, but they, for some reason, continue to help and stress other people out and, you know, further enabled. And it's just like it has to be a point of no. Like, you just have to be like, no, and okay with it. Like, you, and, and if I see in your life that you are not trying to do better for yourself, what does me want to help you do better? What is that going to do? Because right. I'm spending my own damn money. You know what I'm saying? Or me having to do more than I don't want to fucking do. Like, what? I mean, what is it going to do? Nothing. Nothing. How do you feel? Um, how do you help a person blinded by the damage that they are doing? I really feel like this question is a question that depends. It depends on if that person that you are referring to is uh, a parent or a lover or just a friend. Now, I have different answers for each of them. Now, the damage that you are doing, if you are a parent and you are just being reckless and you are doing some damage in the relationship that has to do with you being, you know, you and your spouse or you and your child, then the best thing that you can do because they may be blinded and the blindness may come from drugs or alcohol or anything else, then you need to sit down and I feel like what what people may need to do is also is because a lot of times people they be scared to tell people, hey, you are fucking up. You know what I'm saying? You are blinded. You don't know what you're doing. So I feel like sometimes you may have to express it to them in like, you know, maybe a um intervention or you know you need to talk to them or just not be scared now when it comes down to a spouse you know you guys you know you know maybe can be a little too jealous and overall that jealousy can lead to either a person you know messing around on you or even them leaving you you know what i'm saying and it's just like and when you're getting jealous and you're doing that and you're blinded by the jealousy and you don't even realize how jealous you're being you know People, other people, they know what's going on because you talk too much and you're telling them about it. So maybe if those people, they can come forth and be like, look, bro, like you acting a little crazy. And you can actually open your ears up and listen to their outputs and what they're saying to you. Then you can rectify any issues that you're having in that relationship. Um, the final one is friends. Now, when it comes down to friends or coworkers or any or associates or anything like that, bitch, fuck you. Like, if you, you got some damage and you doing some damage, like, that's on you. And ain't nobody, like as young said, ain't nobody about to be kissing your ass and trying to help you out and being so consistent and trying to be that individual in your life that's trying to promote you and pump you to be the best person that you can be when you're the same age as me and you're doing the same shit or you're older. Like, it makes no sense. I'm not going to sit up here and try to protect you when you're not even willing to protect yourself. You're my friend. You're not family. You're not, you're an associate. You're not somebody as close to me or you're, you know what I'm saying, a person that I just fuck work with. You know what I'm saying, bitch? You're not somebody who I care about. So if you're, if you're throwing damage, 
that's on you. Don't get upset that you did some damage. You know what I'm saying? Try to figure out a way yourself to fix that damage that you're doing and move past it. And if you can't move past it, then, oh, well. But they ain't got nothing to do with me. They ain't got a goddamn thing to do with me. <laughs> so that's all I had to say about that. Um, Guys, we really just want to say thank you so much for tuning in this evening. And before we end the show this evening, Jen, is there anything that you'd like to confess to our listeners? Well, my confession this week, um, like I said, because I don't got a real confession, it's just my weight loss update. Um, I am officially 17 pounds down. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing it to 73. God damn, 17 pounds? Mm-hmm. So, are you still watching what you eat and everything? Nigga, yes, I'm still meal pressing. That's just some hard work. I listen to this podcast. Uh, uh, what is the fucking name of it? Lip Service, Angela Lee Podcast. And this is one, um, this one uh, lady on there, her name is like Stephanie Santiago. She's like a big fan. And she was saying, she was like, you know, I get plastic surgery. I starve myself. It's hard to look good. But you look good, too. Like, it's like, seriously, like, it is hard to. I, I respect motherfuckers that are like in top shape and and look amazing because it's just like to not eat what the fuck you want to and we're like feel hungry because like my metabolism is like speeding up so I'm just always fucking hungry like I constantly have like my stomach is like growling like you know what I'm saying <laughs> but I'm eating just enough you know so. So seventeen pounds, you have to notice a difference then, huh? Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel different, and I guess I'm starting to look different, too, because, like, people are starting to notice and point it out, you know, a little bit, but... Um, oh, my yeah. God, I'm so happy for you, you little sexy ass. Little Thank sexy you. ass. <laughs> You're so ugly. Did you have any... Did you have a confession? Um, I don't really have a big confession. I just know that um, I cannot wait, while Jen is here dieting, cannot wait to eat my steak, shrimp, you know, lobster and a crab leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, while he's looking good, I'm, you know, I feel the love handles growing. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, but I do want us to work out a little bit more. I always say this shit. I want to work out a little bit more, try more. I'm not going to talk about it no more, okay? I'm going to just be about it and basically be like, damn, bitch got small. And I'm be like, yes, bitch. I talked about it. I wasn't. I mean, I, I was about it, and I talked about it. So that's what I'm right, right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm really overall happy, really, really, really happy for you, Jen. And just keep up the good oh, work because I told my husband, too. I was like, dude, it's the wine that's getting you big. And my husband's like, no, this not true. And I was like, well, Jen told me that he lost, like, 15 pounds. And he was just like, good. He started drinking wine. I was like, yes, girl. If you stop drinking wine, I'm sure you can easily lose 15 pounds. He was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, bought another bought another box of wine. So <laughs> <laughs> no, nigga, I understand. Like, if I like I said, I never thought I would just just stop drinking and feel like I don't really care to drink. I'm not worried about drinking. It's the fact of passing by Wendy's, you know what I'm saying, and passing <laughs> by a chocolate Sunday. And yeah, I want some junk food so fucking bad. Oh my god. Aww. It's okay. I told myself I'm not going to until August seventh I'm gonna act right. So Yeah. But I bet by I bet by August seventh you'll be about forty pounds down. 
I hope so. I'm trying to get to 250. I'm trying, like, my goal by August is to get to 250. So. You can do it. I, I have faith in you, and I'm so proud of you. And 17 oh, okay. pounds, ooh, if I was 17 pounds smaller than I am, I would feel a-okay. <laughs> so oh. maybe my like, ass needs to start doing a meal prep shit. Nigga, you really should. I'll I'll send you. I'll send you the. Um, you know I'm, I'm a lady though. Food. I can't eat as much. I can't eat like seven eggs. You know, six, seven egg whites. I can't eat all that. Nigga, yes candy. you can. Nigga, yes you can. Like I, the Simone, the woman that actually does it, like she's small, and she. I'm sure her food intake is more than what we're eating now. Like I'm For sure real? it is. Yeah. So I mean, she is like a a gym like person, so kind of has to be or she would like does she have any like kids? Away. No, she doesn't have any children. I feel like that's also an issue too. Like I have a son, and like, I'm just glad I only have one child. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't imagine like these bitches out here with like three four kids. Like girl, good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck no, trying to get it. You know, but yeah, anyway, so guys. I just want to say, once again, thank you all for tuning in this evening. Keep Make sure y'all keep praying for Jean and his weight loss and so that he can be down thank to that you. 250, 240, 240 by the time he gets to, by the time next month comes. And uh, just make sure you guys check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and, of course, our podcast, we all talk, tag us at Confession, the number two, us in the crazy post you see. And also, don't be afraid to tell us what you guys want to listen to and send your confessions to us at confession, the number two, us at gmail.com. This is your host, Angel Vondrina. And I'm your host, Jeff Mosby, and you're listening to the one and only Confession. Confession. Good night, everybody. Good night, babe. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want.